Welcome back to the Slow Flower Show with Deborah Prinzing, episode 519. This is the weekly show about slow flowers and the people who grow and design with them. It's all about making a conscious choice, and I invite you to join the conversation and the creative community as we discuss the vital topics of saving our domestic flower farms and supporting a floral industry that relies on a safe, seasonal, and local supply of flowers and foliage. This show is brought to you by slowflowers.com, the free online directory to more than 880 florists, shops, and studios who design with local, seasonal, and sustainable flowers, and to the farms that grow those blooms. It's the conscious choice for buying and sending flowers. And thank you to our lead sponsor for 2021, Farm Rural Flowers. Farm Rural Flowers delivers iconic burlap wrap bouquets and lush, abundant arrangements to customers across the U.S., supporting more than 20 U.S. flower farms by purchasing more than $9 million of U.S.-grown fresh and seasonal flowers and foliage annually. Discover more at farmgirlflowers.com. Our first sponsor thank you goes to Longfield Gardens, which provides home gardeners with high-quality flower bulbs and perennials. Their online store offers plants for every region and every season, from tulips and daffodils to dahlias, caladiums, and amaryllis. Check out the full catalog at Longfield Gardens. That's longfield-gardens.com. In celebration of our Slow Flowers podcast's 8th anniversary, we launched our new live stream video format, calling it The Slow Flowers Show, with the goal of sharing the faces and voices of our members, as well as tours of their farms, their shops and studios, and most of all, their flowers. In addition to finding the show notes for this episode at deborahprinzing.com, you can watch the replay of our video interview, including some special floral design ideas and a show and tell of just harvested blooms from our guest's studio and farm. Today, I'm thrilled to introduce Francoise Weeks and Sid Anna Sherwood. Francoise is a past guest of the Slow Flowers podcast on a few occasions. She is known for teaching botanical couture around the world. Today, we'll discuss one of her dreams, to teach a workshop combined with students picking their own design ingredients at a flower farm and collecting woodland materials in a forest. And thanks to the imagination of farmer florist Sid Anna Sherwood, owner of Annie's Flower Farm in Squim, Washington, on the Olympic Peninsula, that dream will be a reality later this month. Longtime Slow Flowers member, Sid Anna, is a nature-inspired flower farmer and florist who creates beautiful and lush arrangements with the flowers she grows. Through Sweet Annie's Floral Design, she offers wedding florals, sells DIY wedding flowers, and supplies hand-tied market bouquets to CSA customers and to local neighborhood grocery outlets. Sid Anna grows more than 300 varieties of cut flowers using organic and sustainable methods. Francoise Weeks, a floral design icon, was born in Belgium and started her business in 1996. She has infused her work with a quintessential European reverence for flowers and nature. Combined with creativity and mechanical ingenuity, she has crystallized her singular style of textural woodlands and botanical haute couture pieces, garnering a global following. Francoise's studio is located in Portland, Oregon, and her innovation and love of teaching have brought her to many cities in the U.S. in studios, at wholesalers, at garden clubs, at art and bloom events and conferences, including the AIFD Symposium. She has also taught in Mexico, Canada, England, Sweden, 
Iceland, France, China, and Australia. In 2019, Francoise was invited to participate at two international flower events in Belgium, the Flower Time at City Hall in Brussels and Fleuramore at the Medieval Castle in Aldenbeesen. Her dynamic work has been published in national and international publications such as Fusion Flowers, Modern Wedding Flowers, The Huffington Post, Flutter, and Milieu. Francoise teaches and offers online courses, including Zoom workshops, and she is the author of The Herbal Recipe Keeper, published by Timber Press in 2018. The two women have teamed up to offer a Francoise Weeks Botanical Couture and Woodland Workshop, a four-day floral retreat taking place August 22nd through 26th in the historic town of Port Townsend, Washington. Students will stay at the 416-acre Fort Warden in a restored residence with meals and lodging, as well as all the materials and instruction included in the workshop price. The beach of the Salish Sea is steps away, and hiking trails are nearby. Francoise will cover botanical headpieces, purses and jewelry, as well as woodland design centerpieces. A model and a photographer will capture each student's work for use in their portfolio. A few weeks ago, we scheduled and recorded a three-way call to visit and talk about this beautiful workshop with Francoise and Sid Anna. Both have some lovely show and tell to share as they discuss their creative practices and inspired us with botanical couture and woodland designs, as well as just picked seasonal flowers. Let's jump right in and meet Sid Anna and Francoise. Hi, everybody. I'm Deborah Prinzing, and I'm so happy to welcome you to our Slow Flowers show, which is the video version of the Slow Flowers podcast. And many of you have uh, tuned in the last few weeks to watch uh, kind of this new platform that we're trying to do to go go live into uh, visits with people's farms and studios. And today we're really fortunate because we're seeing a farm and a studio. And I want to introduce my guest, first Francoise Weeks. Hi, Francoise. Hi, Deborah. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm so happy to see you in your Portland studio. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, gosh, it's weird to think about the last time I saw you because it was days before COVID I was know. declared. So, mm-hmm. yep. And uh, Sid Anna Sherwood of uh, Annie's Flower Farm and, or Sweet Annie's Flower Farm and Sweet Annie Floral Design. Sorry, you've got That's multiple okay. businesses. Sid yeah. Anna, it's so good to see you. Um, we have not seen each other in person for years, and I love that you're coming to us uh, from your beautiful farm in Squim, Washington. Thank you, Deborah. It's really good to see you too. It's great to see you both. And we're going to see a little show and tell of flowers today. But first, let's get caught up on both of our guests. Uh, Francoise, you were a international global jet setter up until <laughs> March of 2020. So bring us up to speed with your, your studio and your teaching and your design work. And, um, you know, how have you filled your hours and days during the past 18 months? <laughs> so it's been a very interesting year and a half. Um, the positive part of it is that I actually have had quite a bit of time uh, to take online classes. I mm. took many classes with Gregor Lersch and with um, uh, Hitomi. And of course, I've had a lot of time to play around in the studio here and just try new things and uh, new types of designs. I actually connected recently with a welder who has been welding stands for me. 
so that I can kind of go in that direction with the woodlands just to try something different and new. So mm. that's been really uh, uh, fun and interesting. And then last year, uh, of course, I couldn't travel, uh, but I did do uh, some Zoom classes. But I'm super excited in person again. And um I'm uh, extremely excited to be doing it at a farm. <laughs> I've only done that once before, a couple of years ago, and it is so special to teach at a farm because we can go harvest in the field and we can go harvest in the woods, and it makes it even more special than um, when we buy things from home. Sure. Farms. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Who would argue with that, right? Uh, <laughs> well, let's um, let's hear from Sid Anna and. Um, you know, just put yourself on the map and give us a snapshot of Annie's Flower Farm uh, for people who maybe haven't discovered you as the secret little gym and swim. I think I've been around for eight years now or maybe nine years. I thought it was 10, but it's really like 2012. So however long that is. <laughs> and, um, that makes sense. It's almost 10 I'm years. I'm still small. I've like started out small. My goal was to like you know, not grow what I couldn't sell and just sell every flower that I grew. And so I do kind of a mixture of, I do a lot of weddings normally. And um, I do grocery store bouquets in Kitsap County um, to town and country markets. And, you know, around Clallam County and Jefferson County too, that's kind of what kept me going during COVID um, was luckily I had that business so I only had a few little elopements and um, weddings are starting to come back. So that's really nice. I just booked two weddings for next June. So I'm really happy about that. So Sidana, where, uh, what is your acreage? Are you, do you live where you grow and um, about how big is your uh, growing area? Well, this is home and um, I can grow everywhere where my partner Ron doesn't mow. And so I've got, gardens everywhere in the perimeter and you can kind of see a shade garden behind us um, then my main growing area is over on kitchen dick and i have a good friend who has a almost 3,000 square foot greenhouse that she lets me use and she's got some really good plots of ground that she lets me use but i've never been more than an acre i've more i've been you know the biggest maybe three quarters of an acre yeah because i but just try try to grow more intensively and I'm not a field grower, really. I, I'm not really set up to to like sell to wholesalers that sure. much, unless it was a bucket here or there. Yeah, it's like a real artisan approach to growing a, a lot, a little bit of a lot of things. Yeah, a little bit of a lot of things. I have probably over 300 different varieties now, and I just love adding new things, like different grasses and things, so that. I can make the bouquets really interesting. Mm, Seed pods. So that fits really well into what Francois uses in her work. Carter mm -hmm. has this beautiful forest with, you know, wonderful maple trees and lots of moss and cedars and hemlocks and fir trees and lots of ferns. So I'm just, I'm every, collecting. Every, everything you mention, I know Francoise is like, her part, heart is going pitter-patter. Uh, so Francoise, how did you and, and Sidana connect? How did you guys meet? Um, I think that Sidana contacted me, uh, it must have been two years ago, because yep. we were going to do a workshop uh, last year, last summer. 
And of course, that fell by the wayside and then uh, stayed in touch. And uh, we decided to give it a try uh, to do it this year. And we're very excited that uh, quite a few people have signed up and uh, it's a go and we're thrilled about it. Great. Well, we'll get all, I'll be sure to share all the details, but I happen to have the marketing material that um, Sidana sent me. So it's the Francoise Weeks Botanical Couture and Woodland Workshop, August 22nd through 26th in Port Townsend. And um, I loved the statement that uh, that I, I think Sidana sent me from your comment, Francoise, which is, that one of your dreams has been to allow your works your workshop students to pick their own flowers at a flower farm and then collect woodland materials in a forest. So um, what this sounds like a perfect fit for you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it, it's very, very exciting. The, the wealth of uh, choices, you know, like she just said that she goes 300 different varieties of flowers. Of course, we're not going to use 300 varieties, but it's <laughs> always such a treasure to be able to have a wonderful selection uh, uh, to pick and from. Well, um, talk about, Francoise, how do you normally source? Like, I, I know you have your own garden. So for some of your smaller projects, are you just cutting in, in your Portland backyard or are you relying on a lot of flower farmers? I, I rely, uh, I, I have a small garden, so it's kind of my garden. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, I don't mind picking from it, you know, for small projects, but I remember when I used to do weddings, brides would come here and they would say, do you grow the wedding flowers? And I would go, oh no. Yeah. So I go to the flower market and we're super, super lucky here in Portland. We have so many local growers who have greenhouses who are mm -hmm. there, like Peter Cortos is there, mm -hmm. there year round. Mm -hmm. And then um, uh, the bulb grower, he's there like from uh, Grant Hubrick, he's there from um, uh, November until Mother's Day. But so we have an incredible selection of flowers, which I always, always have favored. Uh, but during the off season, we definitely have to rely on uh, the flowers from the wholesalers also. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so you said that you made something to share with us, um, and these, these these pieces kind of reflect some of what you'll be teaching um, with when you are up in Squim, right? Right. Um, so this here is um, is a woodland design uh, that I made on a disc, a wooden disc, and then I secured uh, this very gnarly piece of wood on, on there. And then I basically glued all the elements on there because none of them uh, require a water source. So there's cones, there's dried mushrooms, there's lichens, there's seed pods, there's acorns, like um, succulents and sedums. So you actually can make woodlands uh, without needing a water source if you're not going to use flowers or if you're not are going to use delicate greens like do choose to use those I either use water tools or I use agra wool mm. and agra wool 100% biodegradable um, uh, type of foam if yeah. you want that uh, is what uh, originated in the Netherlands and that actually can be bought here uh, in the US I really have 
altered the way I do woodlands to mostly not need to use mm. uh, any of the foam at all. And when I use water hoops, I really like to uh, hide them. So I'll I'll cover them with moss or with paper thin bark so that they become part of the design instead of having this glass, you know, shine right in the center there. Uh, And then the other one I had to make a little bit of botanical couture also is uh, this uh, earring that I made to use snippets of everything and quite a variety of textures and a few flowers here and there. And um, if you, uh, three years ago, when I was at a workshop, I learned from Gregor Lersch uh, the secret of the, uh, the hydration chamber, uh, which is basically, here's one, uh, a Tupperware box, and you have layers of uh, uh, wet paper, t- uh, moist paper towels, and uh, you can put your flower here. So these little pansies, have been in there since last Wednesday. No way. Right? Cut yes. cut off the so plant. Cut off the plant. A wow. friend of mine gave them. They were so beautiful. And I wanted to use them in uh, you know, in some botanical couture. So uh, I just, yeah, and all of them look super, still super fresh. So uh, making these jewelries. Uh, truly like this or or in those hydration boxes wow that is so charming about how big is that circle uh hoop earring is it a couple inches in diameter uh uh, yeah it's pretty big yeah it's yeah i got two two and a half inches you can make them you can make them however big you want i just take a piece of wire and i bend it smaller or larger yeah. Oh my gosh. You you just make yeah, it you make it you make it sound like I just do this, but I know that this is your art and uh years of just perfecting your techniques that is what you're going to share now with with the students. Right. Okay. And then I'll um Sidana, I'll let you come up and be on speaker view so we can see uh, all the goodies that you've been growing and uh, tell us what what you've got that might might be included in the workshop. Okay, well, some of the things I've seen Francois like make headpieces. She's used some of these scabiosa, like a long row of them. I like growing things like orac, which I don't know if it's Mm. useful or not, but it's just a really nice texture. And I have lots of seed pods. Those are nigella seed pods. What do you think, Francoise? Love them. them. (laughs) And then, you know, I have tons of seed pods. Oh, the yeah. nigella and the little uh, crespedia too. Yeah, I have crespedia and um, I love this um, dara. Mm-hmm. It's like a, you know, kind of a Queen Anne's lace that comes on later and it's burgundy colored. I love and their seed pods too. I have a lot of beautiful flowers. You know, I think people will want to make arrangements for their rooms and just play with some flowers. Not all the flowers will be appropriate for, what do you call it, Francois? Uh, Yeah, the botanical couture. We know one of the things that I do a lot is to just uh, take uh, deconstruct the flowers. So instead of using the whole flower, you know, Mm -hmm. to just use part deconstruction. That's what I was trying to think of. Deconstructing the flowers. Like I saw a beautiful mask that you made with hydrangea leaves all Mm -hmm. glued flat. And then this is something I can't remember the name right now, but it's this really pretty blue 
and it mm -hmm. makes a very interesting seed pod. A lot of, over at my uh, growing space on Kitchen Deck, I'm growing a lot of straw flowers. And um, this is a, another kind of nigella or scabiosa pod mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that I'm growing. Wow. And of course, you know, we might be able to use some status. And um, this is, and I have a lot of Eringian too. I didn't, mm -hmm. blue Eringian, I didn't cut that. And this is, um, what is the, this? Oh, Echinops? Yeah, Echinops. Yeah. It's so interesting that things that you're showing us, uh, Sedana, are things that, you know, back to Francoise's point about the water source, a lot of those would be fine um, out of water. And then if you have them in the hydration chamber until it's they're worn, it's probably guaranteeing many more days of, of their use. I also grow oh, a lot of upright um, amaranth. Mm. Oh, fabulous. Oh, yeah. Very wonderful. Cool. Mm -hmm. That's excellent. So, uh, okay. We know there's no shortage of botanical ingredients. <laughs> Um, these are all your art supplies. Let's talk a little bit about how the workshop is structured. And so Sidana, did have you you've done smaller workshops on the farm, or is this like your first foray into uh, doing something that you're inviting people to come for a class? First foray. Well, you yeah. went big. You picked the you picked the yeah. the queen diva of botanical I know. couture. I, I just it was an idea that just kind of came into my head and I contacted her on you know, last in 2019, I believe. And um, she said, Oh, that's a really good idea. So, I mean, I've done, I've done events and things like that, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not in floristry, but in other like at yeah. colleges and things like that. But well, yeah, I'm seems... excited about it. I like putting things together and I'm really excited about the house we're going to stay in at Fort Warden. It's a giant old, I don't know if I, I would call it a mansion, but it was, it's built for a commander. So it's like the very nicest home at Fort Warden, which is a very interesting place. And it's right next to the Puget Sound, which they call the Salish Sea right there. And Port Townsend is a wonderful little town with all kinds of cute little shops and great little restaurants. And it's very small and Victorian buildings that are like four stories tall. It's wonderful. You've got a lot of these photos too that people probably can find um, when they sign up or they can contact you to have the whole brochure sent to them. Um, it's just amazing. So workshop scheduled and Francoise, jump in. And I'm sorry, you know, if you want to put your camera back on, we can try and, and hope that, that we can see you. Um, day one on this day, you'll come to Annie's Flower Farm and swim for coffee and breakfast. And then you'll uh, go gather flowers. Mm -hmm. um, that's sort of a good way to kick off the session. And then you'll go to the 40 acre forest on hood canal to collect moss, ferns, bark, and other woodland materials. So really day one is just kind of collecting, uh, design ingredients. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm super excited about seeing the farm and to go ambling the forest there and see all the goodies <laughs> from the forest. Yeah. And then you're going to teach, exciting. and then Francoise, you're going to teach for, um, multiple different sessions. How is that going to be structured for the students? So uh, every day uh, in the morning and in the afternoon, I demo uh, for about an hour and I show a whole bunch of mechanics and um, so that people can kind of uh, 
can choose, and I show a better idea, to make uh, samples uh, ahead of time so that they do mechanics. It's a little bit cookie, cooking show style. You know, this <laughs> right. is, these are the ingredients you need. Uh, and then this is the first step. And if you have succulents, you do this and this and this to, to secure them, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then uh, they, um, I just give a lot of ideas and, 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 uh, um, and explain mechanics. And then for a couple of hours, the students get to design their uh, own uh, piece. And they, I always let students pick and choose the materials uh, that speak to them. And uh, so they come around and they, they choose a piece of bark or whatever that they want. And then all the different uh, flowers and textures, and then they start uh, designing. And then in the afternoon, it's a different uh, uh, um, subject. And so, so the three days in the morning and in the afternoon, it will be different subjects. Uh, and then they'll make really cool things. So, well, it looks like- I think we're doing woodland on the first woodland. Um on the, first on the first day. And then we're doing purses and headpieces. Yeah. And the third day is all jewelry. Oh right. my gosh. You know, oh, that's necklaces, wonderful. bracelets, earrings. Yeah. Well, it seems like the way that um, your following has built internationally, Francoise, you have students who are professional florists and professional designers and farmer florists who really want to kind of push their art and craft, people like Sidana. But then you also have people who are in other medium, like other art medium, including sculpture and jewelry. And, um, do you know, that kind of is, may you make it equally, equally accessible and exciting for them. Right. Uh, you have a lot of, you know, you, you touch a lot of, a lot of aspects of, um, you know, people's interest in creativity. Also, no intention of ever starting a business, but they just love flowers and they want to expand uh, their knowledge. And um, to me, uh, if mechanics are explained step by step, uh, everybody can do it. It's mm. not complicated. It's just, you know, knowing how to do certain things and then you use your imagination and picking all the beautiful materials and you simply can't go wrong. That's what I always say. You just can't go wrong. That's such so, great um, advice. So yeah, it's yeah, it's super fun. Wow. And so um, this is kind of a, a floral retreat because of the destination that Sedana just described, the Fort Warden. I've stayed there once before years ago, and um, I think uh, you can just rent these officers' quarters from the um, the old base that the- From was the it? park, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know there was one big fancy house that that's what you lined up. And so <laughs> how, how many people can you accommodate? Well, it has six bedrooms. And um, so far we have one day student and we have a couple of people that have wanted a room by themselves. So they upgraded to have a room by themselves. And then, um, you know, I mean, it's, 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 I think it was built during the civil war. Mm, wow. So it has some antiques and it has really nice porches and one very large enclosed porch all along the side of the house and uh, I actually got to go in there I and mean, they were painting it and fixing it up in the winter and it had a big you know cover all around it <laughs> I did a wedding there to, a week ago or two oh weeks ago I bet it was and, beautiful. I, and the people that were doing the wedding they just let me wander all over and open all the cupboards in the kitchen and see what all was there so I could know what was there because they're just so busy you know yeah those poor people at Fort Warden I don't know how they do it they have so many things going on there all the time 
Well, yes. And when you planned this, um, you know, you were probably competing with a, a, a wedding party that wanted to rent uh, the, the venue. So you got, you got a good weekend for the end of the summer. I did it. And the fact that it was available for four days was really nice. And so, yeah, I just put the deposit down and if I lost it, I lost it, but I'm just really happy. I mean, Francoise has such a following all over and these people are, like you say, they're artists and even one was an actor, but she got a part so she couldn't come. <laughs> just people that want to be creative, florists. Right. I think you're combining two things that are where our hearts are yearning for right now. One is to be out in nature and to go to your flower farm and to go forage in the woods, um, you know, and you're foraging with permission. So nobody's going to, you know, yeah, you can get whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that sounds just like, you know, just like being a kid in a candy store. And then I think um, the other part is just the creative, you know, kind of stretching yourself creatively, learning the mechanics, like Francois said, but also having this it, like I've watched you teach many times, Francois, there's no, um, there's no recipe. You, you don't want people to do exactly what you've done, right? You want them to pick the botanical elements that uh, catch their eye. Oh, it's always interesting to watch because some people go and pick a whole bunch of stuff. Other people, they'll go and pick maybe three things and they get going and then they'll go peruse a little more and they'll pick another few things. It's, it's very fun to watch how everybody uh, does it. And then, of course, I walk around and I answer questions and I help people when they need some help. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's like, sounds like it's going to be very, a, a lot of one-on-one -on -one time for the students to hear. Right. And, and also they'll be probably asking um, you to critique their individual designs and, you know, you'll make suggestions, but you're such an affirming instructor that uh, people will have a positive experience and uh, no, no fear of, of, you know, there's no, like you said, you can't do this wrong. It, yeah, it's it's just, it's so subjective mm -hmm. to the maker. Mm -hmm. There are two people coming to the course, Francois, that have signed up or taken your online class, one of your online oh, really? classes. Oh, that's cool. And then yeah. I think that uh, you also got a photographer for the last day, correct? Uh, yes, I have a photographer and a model. Oh, yeah. for, for uh, so people can get, uh, get their botanical couture elements um, mm -hmm. photographed. You yeah. might even have two models, one being a young man. That'd be kind of cool. For, the cool that male headpieces that might be made. Oh, I know. Francoise has done yeah. some really cool um, male ex male uh, groom accessories. So that's yeah. awesome. Um, and then uh, I'm sure people will have questions about growing from you, Sidana, just because you can't help yourself asking, you know, what is this? And I'm from a different part of the country. I want to learn how to grow it too, right? Yeah, and that's fine. I'm happy to share all my knowledge or what, it, I mean, whatever I've picked up. And you're going to be, a, you're, you're also going to be designing. You'll be a student as well. For yeah, I'll be a student. Well, I love that you're doing this. And I think um, the lesson that I'm taking from this for anyone listening is, you know, to consider what Sidana has done, which is approach someone who's, you know, like Francoise, who's got such a reputation and such a, a beloved following. And, you know, don't think like you could have easily said, oh, she's too, busy or too, um, you know, unaccessible. And clearly that wasn't the case. So you took a leap. I'm happy well, to teach anywhere. <laughs> maybe when you're done with the photography, if you'd be willing to, we could, um, we could 
uh, post it in Slow Flowers Journal, um, you know, to share. So people, oh, that'd be wonderful. Could, you know, people could see their work published. If if you if you have an outlet that's, um, you know, a bigger deal, go for it first. But we'll we'll be there for you whenever you're, uh, you're willing you. to share. Yeah, and I think um, Francoise, this type of workshop, maybe this will take off to partner more with farms that want to be kind of your direct source because you've taught mm-hmm. in a lot of um, at a lot of you know, classroom environments that aren't um, connected to where flowers grow. I guess wholesalers host you a lot. Uh, Yeah, wholesale. I've done, uh, and the last two or three years, uh, I've done quite a few presentations at garden clubs also and at museums for Art in Bloom. Yes. uh, Where I do presentations and I teach classes. And two years ago was the first time that I actually taught at a farm. And it was in Maine. Uh, It was Moonset Farm. Uh, Jackie Gardner. I don't know if you know her. I do know of her, yeah. uh, I hope that I'll have many more opportunities where I can teach at Flower Farms. Wonderful. Well, this is coming up really soon. So how can people get in touch and sign up, Sedana, if they want to get more details? I've just been asking people to email me. Oh, at Sid at Annie's Flower Farm. Sorry, I was giving you the wrong email address. That's okay. I'll but post people it. People have just been emailing me. There's no like registration form or anything. They email me and then we just work out the registration however they want to do it. Okay. You know? And you have a few more openings still. Um, we still have, we had another registrant last night. So we still have two openings that can stay in the house okay but like you said maybe day students who live nearby yeah maybe we could take on another day student but you know it'll be small it'll definitely be you know 10 people or less Uh, it's such a benefit for everybody to be in a small group like that because you will really be able to collaborate and see what and learn from each other as well Mm -hmm. well just because we're all staying there you Mm -hmm. know we'll be able to work on our things in the evenings and you know we won't have to just leave them they'll be there you'll yep and you'll be able to you know share meals together and get to know each other really well oh it sounds wonderful well before we wrap up uh, I want to hear you both tell me what uh, what is on your mind for the future what are you excited about new flowers you want to grow new designs you want to do uh what are you seeing on the horizon for our beleaguered industry that has had so many challenges in the last 18 months it seems like people really wanted flowers during COVID, mm-hmm. you know, just to cheer up their houses. Um, and well, one thing I did was um, there's a nursing home in Port Townsend that had 42 patients and, you know, they were they in their rooms. They couldn't leave. They, um, you know, they couldn't have visitors. Mm. So I start, I had extra flowers because I didn't have any weddings. So I started taking 42 little arrangements every oh, week. Wow to this wow. nursing home in Port, Port Townsend. And I mean, it just made me feel really good. It was very heartwarming and they enjoyed it so much. Oh, so I don't know. I think, I hope we're all kinder and um, I don't know what's happening, you know, with imported flowers or anything like that. But, you know, I feel like we kind of made it through and things will be a little quieter for us now, hopefully. Not some hectic. Yeah, you know, faster and and bigger isn't always better. I totally agree with you. And I feel like a workshop that takes its time over four days um, with a small group is like the ultimate Slow Flowers experience where it's not this, you know, 
like I know Francoise, she's not a rushed, she doesn't teach in a rushed way. She's a thoughtful, you know, kind of, I don't know, you, you kind of get in a Zen mode when you're teaching Francoise, where you're just quietly Mm -hmm. at one with whatever's in your hand. And it's really beautiful to watch. (laughs) I I always think it's very interesting how quiet the classroom always gets. People just get totally in their zone. Um, actually, when I design, I always call it my Zen zone. <laughs> uh, yeah, it sounds it's it's kind of meditating. As far I, as I'm I, I couldn't I couldn't yeah. agree with you more. Uh, you mentioned you're doing this collaboration with a welder who's making these stands for you. Or is that something that you will ultimately work incorporate in some workshops, or are you still kind of experimenting with what you want? Yeah, I'm still experimenting uh, with what I want, and it's just. Uh, it's been very fun uh, to uh, to do it. Well, I don't know if it would be practical to actually teach it because uh, I don't know. I would need a source where somebody he would be doing right. because this is uh, his hobby. It's not his mm. job. Yeah, but, uh, it's definitely. It, uh, I definitely. It's one. Um, we're going to uh, record another uh, online uh, workshop in October, and that is definitely something I want to uh, incorporate uh, for that. So, um, uh, and also the other one would be uh, a, um, an online workshop for woodlands, uh, where um, you know it's with whatsoever. Maybe a little bit of agua foam, but uh, mm-hmm. so it will be a very different style of. Wood- Woodlands than the one that I made, uh, you know, that I did uh, a few years ago. Um, so it's exciting. That's great. Yeah, you're right. Because if someone's already learned, uh, you know, at one way to do the woodland, they're going to want to know the next techniques you're ready right. to teach. Um, right. well, that's awesome. Congratulations on that. And I will try to get all of your, both of your, your websites and social places in our show notes so people can uh, learn more. And um, I'm excited to see what comes out of this workshop. Um, it's going to be beautiful. And I thank you both so much for, for joining me and this new platform I'm trying to experiment with. So your, your patience was very, uh, very kind as well. Um and I wish you a lot of luck. I hope it's a beautiful, I know it will be a beautiful weekend. The setting is amazing. The inspiration of nature is can't help but inspire your students. Um, and congratulations to you both. Thank, thank you, you Deborah. so much for having us on, Deborah. We so appreciate that. Okay. Thank you both. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for joining our conversation today. As Sidana mentioned, there were a few more spaces for students needing lodging or day students who might want to attend from close by. And I'm excited to see what happens when a flower farmer and a floral designer collaborate. This approach is truly the heart of the Slow Flowers movement. And Sidana and Francoise are modeling a creative partnership that each of us should emulate. Our next sponsor thank you goes to Rooted Farmers. Rooted Farmers works exclusively with local growers to put the highest quality specialty cut flowers in floral customers' hands. When you partner with Rooted Farmers, you are investing in your community and you can expect a commitment to excellence in return. Learn more at rootedfarmers.com. 
If you're looking for some inspiring summer reading material, I have a few things to share free to you, and you can find the links in today's show notes for episode 519. First up, you'll want to read Flowering by Loli, just published in the Slow Flowers Journal online, which is a room-by-room tour of the Slow Flowers Summit floral design takeover at Filoli's historic house. With detailed photography by Missy Palacol and Jenny M. Diaz, you'll read about the immersive floral takeover that occurred on day one of the Slow Flowers Summit. See the flowers contributed by generous members of Flower Farms, and farmer florists in attendance, and appreciate the floral artistry of our member designers who created installations worthy of the mansion's grand scale. Next, if you're in search of some inspiration for marketing and branding ideas, you'll want to read Red, White, and Bloom, our feature just published in this month's issue of Growing for Market magazine. I've just posted the story with even more photographs at AmericanFlowersWeek.com. I'll share the link in today's show notes. And you'll want to read how several of our members leveraged the floral holiday to market their flowers through creative events, classes, promotions, and more. And if you're more in the mood to watch something, something fun, I'll share the replay video of my Garden Design Magazine Q&A with publisher Jim Peterson as he hosted me for a conversation about our new book, Where We Bloom, and tips to design your perfect outdoor getaway space. We featured five of the book's inventive floral-filled environments as I shared the stories of the designers and their floral pursuits. I'll share that link in today's show notes too, so everything will be easy to find. Our final sponsor thank you goes to Johnny's Selected Seeds, an employee-owned company that provides our industry with the best flower, herb, and vegetable seeds, supplied to farms large and small, and even to backyard cutting gardens like mine. Find the full catalog of flower seeds and bulbs at johnnysseeds.com. Thanks so much for joining us today. The Slow Flowers podcast has been downloaded more than 755,000 times by listeners like you. Thank you for listening, commenting, and sharing. It means so much. As our movement gains more supporters and more passionate participants who believe in the importance of our domestic cut flower industry, the momentum is contagious. I know you feel it too. I value your support and invite you to show your thanks to support Slow Flowers' ongoing advocacy, education, and outreach activities. You can find the donate button in the column to the right at deborahprinzing.com. I'm Deborah Prinzing, host and producer of The Slow Flowers Show and The Slow Flowers Podcast. Next week, you're invited to join me in putting more slow flowers on the table, one stem, one vase at a time. The content and opinions expressed here are either mine alone or those of my guests alone, independent of any podcast sponsor or other person, company, or organization. The Slow Flowers Podcast is engineered and edited by Andrew Brenlin. Thank you so much to Andrew for helping me set up our new video podcast platform, and for teaching me the technology. I'll be relying more on his talents in the coming days. You can learn more about Andrew's work at soundbodymovement.com.